How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. G-A-L-D-E-M G-A-L-D-E-M This song is good. Welcome to a brand new season of Growing Up With Galdem. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name is Nyella Arboyne and I'm the life editor at Galdem. And I'm Natty Kasimvala, former editor and long-time contributor at Galdem. Galdem is an award-winning media company committed to sharing the perspectives of people of colour from marginalised genders. Each week, we invite a guest to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. You can find Growing Up With Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Anchel is a prolific social media content creator presenter and culture champion based in London. With almost a decade spent in the beauty industry, Anchel has single-handedly built a unique and heartwarming brand that embodies everything it means to be a strong and ambitious woman. Following on from her popular Brown Girl Confessions YouTube series, Anchel launched her podcast, What Would the Auntie Say?, 
to address taboo topics within South Asian culture that had personally impacted her life and were very close to her heart. It was featured in Spotify's Best Podcast of the Week playlist and rated five stars on Apple Music. Every step and misstep along Anchil's incredible journey has led her to begin an exciting new chapter as the author of her debut book, which shares the same title as her successful podcast. It is great to have you on the show with us today. First of all, congratulations on the new book. How are you feeling? Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I feel good. I feel like it's very surreal. This kind of stuff just doesn't happen to like your regular Asian girl from West London. It's not a thing. So to be able to get a book published, get our voices heard is just it's, it's amazing. So, yeah, I feel on top of the world at the moment. Amazing. Literally, I think from the first email I saw with just the title, I was like, I am sold. I want to hear more. I'm just like, I've been ready for this conversation. And I think so much of it is very comparable to like African households and Caribbean households as well. So can't wait to hear more. And also in your book and in life, I think you talk a lot about South Asian culture, obviously, and some of the benefits, but also the pressures of kind of existing and wanting to thrive within that kind of community. So I was just curious to hear, like, what would you say the response has been like so far to, I guess, the book, but also the podcast from your own family, but also the wider community? So from my own family, I think the running theme here is that I'm brave (laughs) and I'll take it. I don't mind. That's not an insult. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be brave and say what everyone's thinking or what everyone's going through they're not, then just sort of suffer in silence or just carry on plodding along as we all have been for so many years. So the key word has been brave. And I think from the wider community, people, I guess, just feel so excited to also feel seen and heard. And that was really my intention behind everything. My why is so that other people don't feel alone in what they're doing, because I know like that I've had moments where I feel really alone in in my life or, you know, is it just me that has to date in secret? Is it just me that has like a dysfunctional family? No, we all do in different ways, obviously, but we don't often get to share it and talk about it. And the best thing about a podcast and a book is that you can do these things like listen or read in your own space, in your own time, in secret, and you don't actually have to share it with all these external people, but then you still get to feel seen and heard and almost be like, oh my God, yeah, me too. So the reaction has been amazing sort of across the board. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I mean, you know, someone had to say it, you know, and it can be scary to be the one to be honest about it, but clearly we're all feeling the same kind of thing. Were there any topics in particular that you were worried about or any family members that you were particularly worried about hearing oh, or yeah. reading? <laughs> oh, yeah. So there is a whole chapter on sex. In heavy quotation marks, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Say sex. I didn't say that really. <laughs> but there's a whole chapter on it. And I did feel really, really nervous when I was writing that chapter because, you know, it's something that we don't speak about. It's something that, if I'm honest with you, it makes me feel uncomfortable even saying that word right now. And I knew my family are going to read this book. My dad has read this book. But at the same time, I just felt like it was so important. The book basically takes you through stages in your life. So no matter where you are, You've either gone through it, you're going to go through it, or, you know, you can look back at it or it's happened to you, whatever. So there's something for everyone. And I feel like I didn't want to not include a chapter on sex just because I was nervous and it made me uncomfortable. It's probably going to make others uncomfortable. But at the same time, we need to have those uncomfortable conversations and normalise it because it's not like nobody's doing it. And I really wanted to sort of share that in the book. There was also the dating chapter because, I'm not going to lie, I had a few confessions, I must say. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mum. But yeah, lied to you plenty of times to go sneak out and whatnot. But I just thought, look, this is the time and place to put it all out there. Because again, like, yeah, Mm. my mum and dad might look at me in a different light after this. But my whole purpose is to help other people feel the way I'm feeling. So... Yeah, it would be wrong of me not to include those. It is kind of mad, isn't it, right? Like, I think it's so funny how you can almost think you're over certain things in terms of like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm empowered now. I live my life this way. But certain types of conversations that you know are going to be seen by certain people in your life or even just like 
admitting to things in the past. Like, it can still have such a hold over you, even years after. Yeah, you still almost feel a bit like a child. Mm. Like, I'm a grown woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm 30 and I'm scared to say that word. Or, you know, those conversations are still making me really, really uncomfortable. And it's something I still wouldn't talk about in front of my family, no way. So... I just feel like a little teenager that shouldn't yeah. be saying these words or having these conversations. Aww. Which I also think is wild because parents and aunties are like, no dating. And then it's like, why aren't you married and where are your children? <laughs> right, exactly. We want to be grandparents. And also, how do you think we got here? We know what you lot have been doing as well. True. <laughs> Don't act Very, very innocent. true. Points were made. And I guess talking about generations and that kind of relationship as well, like it does feel like so much of the conversations we're having are like speaking intergenerationally and about the differences between us. So I guess I wanted to hear a little bit more about what the shifts you feel like are happening, I guess, amongst our generation to kind of move these conversations on and these cultural behaviours that we have and that we have been learnt. Like, do you see us unpacking them? Do you see us kind of like dismantling them? Like, what's your take on what's happening today? Absolutely. I feel like we might not fully be there yet, where things are completely in the open and everyone's living their their freest life in the way that they want. But we are having discussions, we are having conversations and uncomfortable ones. I mean, only in my house the other day, I had a couple of my aunties there who are actually my really cool young ones and they're really cute. But there was like a heavy debate happening and it was about race and who you would let your children marry in and religion and all of that. And it was just very interesting. And one auntie had one perspective saying, oh, but you have to teach your kids this. And the other auntie saying, well, no, it's their choice to do whatever. You can't judge. Literally, I was in the middle looking left, right? Like, yeah, (laughs) you can't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah, but it was so interesting to see that they're probably one or two generations above me and they're having these conversations. And it's things like my podcast and my book that are, pushing them to have them, which is amazing to see. So they might not have completely changed their minds yet, but they're speaking about it and they're thinking about it and they're thinking about change, which is amazing. So then it's now for us to make those changes. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall Ooh, It was for good. Those conversations. <laughs> it was good, I'm not going to lie. That was the one time I really enjoyed sitting there. I was like, oh, okay, stay for a bit longer. <laughs> I think we're going to get into your extract next, if you could read that out for us and just give us a little bit of context behind it. Okay, so the extract is from my notebook and I've had this notebook from about 2015 or 14 and I still use it now. And it says, make a fucking plan. Then there's an arrow and then it says, how am I going to achieve? Then I have bullet points that say, plan my week, set daily goals, make a vision board, overcome my fear, self-fulfillment, self-improvement, positive mind and actions, believe in yourself and believe you're already making it. So I wrote this when I had gone full-time with YouTube, Instagram, and I was nowhere, I actually had no direction. I knew that I wanted to do something more fulfilling I love doing makeup, that's my background, but I wanted to share a deeper message and get my thoughts and opinions across and inspire people in a deeper way. 
I just didn't know how to and where to start. And every six weeks or so, I would have a bit of a breakdown to my brother-in-law, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, ah, poor guy has to listen to it all. And he said, aren't you, make a fucking plan. And so I was like, make a fucking plan. <laughs> <laughs> Literally doodling it in my notebook. It's like in capital letters. And then he just made me think about, like, what do I want? What do I want to achieve? And so that's where all those bullet points came from. And, you know, because when I went full-time doing this, I thought, I've got so much time now. I can film whenever, this, that, the other. But I actually found that because I had no direction with what I was doing with all that time, I found that I was wasting all of it. And, yeah, it was just rubbish. And I wasn't enjoying myself either way. And I felt like I was working harder when I was working at nine to five plus doing YouTube and Instagram on the side. So this just really gave me a kick up the bum and... From that day forward, I have literally stuck to making plans. And let me tell you, making plans are the key to doing anything. Like, make a plan and actually do it. And sometimes I would say, like, work backwards as well. Like, think about where you want to go and then work backwards from there. How are you going to get there? Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into all of that. I guess I wanted to... No, 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 not at all. And I, I think what you said there in terms of there's making a plan and there's actually sticking to it. This is me talking to myself right now. I guess to like rewind for like one second, obviously you talked about that kind of jump that you took to become fully freelance and how overwhelming it almost was. And like, it was clearly a very like daunting time. And it's a hard relate for me as someone who also left full-time employment. But I guess I wanted to hear a little bit more about that journey you had to like even make that decision. So like, what were you doing before? What inspired you to make that choice at that time? Like, why did it feel right in the first place? So I had gone from working on Mac, a Mac makeup counter, which was loads of fun, loved it. I thought like as a makeup artist before, I thought like once you work as a Mac makeup artist, like that's your life and that's that's it. But I didn't know what else was out there. I really didn't. I didn't think of fashion week. I didn't think of films. I didn't think of shoots. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, I did love that. And then I kind of wanted to just work a bit more I, I wanted a bit more routine so then I ended up getting like a customer service job for a different makeup brand and it gave me routine for sure because I was then working at Mac I was working shifts and trying to do YouTube and all of that at the same time but this way I had routine so I knew okay on this day I can film this day I can do this this is what time I actually finish every day and every day I get up but it just got to the point where it was tiring like there's only one of me. There's only so much I can do. I was working Monday to Friday, nine till six, coming home, filming YouTube videos. Sometimes even if, let's say, Rihanna put out a music video that day, because I remember doing this. Rihanna put up a video. Her makeup was banging in that video. And I was like, I have to recreate that today. Like, this video has to go live today. So I came home, took my makeup off, filmed, putting my makeup back on, edited the YouTube video, and put it up and I was like I don't care what time it is it's just going up so yeah that's just what I used to do and then I would work on the weekends like and at the time I was also in a relationship so I was trying to juggle that but I would just take my laptop with me and be like yeah we'll watch a film but I'm gonna edit on the side sorry yeah that that one didn't work out did it but (laughs) oh god (laughs) whoopsie but yeah yeah it just got to a point where it was just 
all a bit too much and there is only so much that one person can do and sometimes you just know when the time is right and I'll be honest with you it wasn't even the money that was pulling me to to go freelance because yeah. I wasn't even making that much money at all like yeah I probably would have got more on benefits but I just knew what I wanted to do was fill my time with doing something that I love so it wasn't the money it was just that and there was only so much I could do working two jobs basically so yeah that's how I went freelance yeah I feel like that crossover between like your nine to five and your freelance passion is long and tiring <laughs> like fully I remember like transcribing on the train on the way to work and you're just tired all the time so there has to be a point where you're like I'm gonna have to try and do this and just make it work right and then all you're doing when you're at work you're thinking about what you've got to do mm. and you're thinking about your passion project the thing that you actually love it's wild it's wild the I'm next thing like, <laughs> thinking about it again yeah. um so on your list one of your points is self-fulfillment which is quite a broad statement can you explain what you had in mind when you were writing that and what does self-fulfillment mean to you now especially being as successful as you are now oh. Um, at the time, I just feel like I wanted to do something to make others feel good. So that would have made me feel more fulfilled, which it has. I remember in this notebook where I was like listing videos, like talky videos. I wanted to do like chatty video. I just wanted to talk. So I wanted to do like how to be confident or how to deal with negativity and like those types of things because that would have fulfilled me if I could help someone or inspire someone or just make someone else feel good on a deeper level. For me, that is self-fulfilling. And I hope that I've done that. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And it's kind of like an extension of, I guess, like makeup and the way that people use that to help them express themselves and feel confident. We touched on briefly before, which is like, you know, what happens post-list, which is the key, the crucial element of <laughs> oh, yeah. any decent plan. And I'm super guilty of, like, list-making is my favourite thing ever. I'm just looking at my passion planner right here that I haven't filled out in, like, three weeks. And because I've been busy not doing all the things that I need to be doing. Was it ever a struggle for you to, I guess, stay aligned with the list? What would you say were some of the hardest elements of your different goals or the hardest, like, obstacles for that journey that you took? If I'm honest with you, the time that has been most difficult for me is probably the last year to stick to a plan. Before that, I could stick to every single plan. But I think since I wrote the book, released it, did the podcast and all of those types of things, I'm tired. I'm t yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay if you took three weeks off. Don't worry about yeah. it because we've also been in a pandemic, so it's fine. At least that's what I'm telling myself. But yeah, I just think, like I said before, there is only so much you can do and only so long that you can keep going on this like speed train and be like, yes, focus, 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 focus. And I feel like I'd been that focused for so long and done some really cool stuff in the process. And then you think to yourself, like, you need to keep going at that same level and keep going at that same speed because you know what you're capable of. But that's not very healthy. It's not a healthy way to live. Like, you do need those three weeks off. 
but you need it so that you can reflect and then actually come back stronger and then actually look back at the plan and be like, actually, is that plan even that good? Like, can I make this plan any better? Or is there a different route for me now? Because listen, you never know where life is going to take you. I never thought that I would have a published book. Like if you asked me two years ago, there's no way. I literally was like, no. But life just throws things at you. So it's good to have plans, but it's also good to go with the flow. Yeah, I totally agree. It's something we've been talking about a little bit right now. Like the the incessant like pressure to keep going once you're visible versus like, being able to actually gain perspective and like take a break and reassess. Yeah, it's, it's so true. Like when you're doing something really, really well and everyone can see you're doing something really well, everyone wants to see more of that and they want to see, okay, what mm. else? What's next? Okay, mm. what more, what more? And they want more, which is great. But yeah, I mean, we're all only human. Yeah, and... at what cost do they want more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, at what cost, exactly. Yeah, it's so important to have breaks. And you know what? Sometimes these lists don't necessarily have to have an end point. Sometimes it's a continuous thing, you know? I thought it's quite interesting that it was your brother-in-law who's the person that you go to for your advice. What's your relationship like? And is he someone you still choose to go to now? Oh, yeah. I literally call him for three-hour chats. I'm like, help me. I called him yesterday. I'm like, my Netflix isn't working. (laughs) (laughs) He's a big brother to me. And... He's just got so much knowledge and insight on so many things. And he's so supportive. And he's just my go-to person for everything. I'm so lucky to actually have that and have him. And my sister not mind. <laughs> that he's also my best friend too. Without him, I honestly sometimes would feel a little bit lost. So I've definitely needed him on this journey. Outside of this list, like, what other advice would you give to other young like brown girls or black girls or any people who are looking to I guess trust fall into freelance life by themselves or carve their own path out? The best piece of advice that I could give is probably just to start just do it even if it's crap just do it because even if it's not the best piece of work that you can put out there whatever it is you'll learn from that and it's also nice to look back on and then see your journey like I've never deleted any of my YouTube videos, even that first. That probably should go because, boy, the lighting is just the whole thing is so embarrassing. But I've never deleted it because it's my journey and everybody has to start somewhere. And I feel like in these days, there's so much pressure to be perfect from the get-go. But you do you, stay in your own lane and like focus on you and actually just start, just do it because you'll only learn what's going to do well for you if you actually put it out there. Once you start. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so true. Like, there's such a pressure that leads to procrastination. Because you're just like, if it's not going to be perfect, why do I bother? Let me just not bother. Or, yeah. yeah, Or maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm just like, this is the wrong path entirely if I don't get it right the first time. Yeah. But you're already one step ahead of someone else that isn't taking that step. So just do it and you never know what could happen. Yeah. And it's nice to see your growth. So even though you did have the bad lighting, now you can be like, my lighting is. Perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now, I can see now I got it good. Yeah. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God I picked up some skills along the way. <laughs> also, one of your bullet points says, believe in yourself. And I was kind of wondering if you had any sort of daily or weekly routines that embodies that, whether it's 
daily affirmations? What does that kind of look like, believing in yourself? Do you know what? It's something that I do need to get better at still. You know, to be honest, I do believe in myself. I feel like the things that I've been able to achieve have really helped me to believe in myself more. I now feel like I'm capable of anything that I put my mind to. But I need to get better at, like, being kinder to myself so that I don't beat myself up along the way of, like, actually getting to where I want to get to. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, I guess it's just about knowing your worth and knowing what you're capable of. And something that I've done since I was a kid, in the moment, if I'm feeling really nervous about something, like anything, I remember doing an exam for school and I wasn't very academic at all, but I remember sitting in the exam saying, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, in my head. And I don't even know if I was even reading the answer. Something was being written, I passed. But all I remember from this exam is that what I was saying in my head And so I guess, yeah, like if you're ever in that situation, just tell yourself you can do it and genuinely you will be able to do it. Amazing. And then I guess just to move into the last section, sadly, thinking back to when you wrote that extract and you were kind of at the start of this journey, feeling apprehensive, feeling like overwhelmed with the possibilities a little bit. What advice would you give to that younger self if you could today? I would just say to... To just, yeah, go with the flow. Like, don't think too much about where you need to get to. Like, oh, I'm not there yet. We all say, I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not there yet. I still say it now. But where is there? Where is there? Because back then, in 2016, I would never have thought that there was a published book. (laughs) Yeah, here. I would never have thought that. I would never have thought having a successful podcast, having a book. Like, just in general, like, being happy within myself. I would never have thought any of those things. So I just think like, if I were like 56 years old, I was like this big millionaire or whatever, would I still be like, I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Like we're never fully, where is there? We don't know where it is. So just go with the flow and enjoy the ride. Yes, it's fully all about the journey, not the destination. (laughs) Oh yeah. And what would your younger self think about where you are now in your life? Do you know what? This gets me really excited because no one's ever asked me this before. And I think my younger self would be so proud, like big. I'm not going to clap because of the mic, but big claps (laughs) because like, yes, yes. Like, I'm so proud of you because... I'm proud of me right now, like sitting here. So my younger self will be like, damn, you literally proved everyone wrong. I'm like the little black sheep of the family, like the little rebel. So for me to just be able to achieve all of this, not just for myself, but for other people in my community, for people of colour, like that's just incredible. So yeah, yeah she'd be big, big, big claps. <laughs> yes, amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. That was, I feel lighter. Same, I feel inspired. (laughs) Other than, you know, feeling like I need to go make a to-do list, which is a pressing pressing matter. Yeah, I just think it's such an inspiring story. And it's kind of wild that we're still at a time when basic representation is still so groundbreaking. And that for so many brown Mm -hmm. women and South Asian women in the UK, they won't have seen or been able to read a story like Anne Charles yet. 
Yeah. And it's so easy to see, like, the finished package and, like, where she is now. But, like, she went through it. She was mm. working hard all the time. Two jobs. Like, you really, like, don't see the other side before you get to where you are, you know? So I think it was, like, really great how honest she was about yeah, that for sure. journey. Also, there was one question we spoke about. It was, like, believing in yourself. And she was kind of mm. like, I don't always believe in myself. Quite often people are like, yes, I know I'm the shit. But she's like, well, that's not actually realistic. It's something that you're always trying to do and trying to achieve, which is, you know, quite refreshing to be like, okay, I'm not always feeling myself every day. Exactly, absolutely. And I think, like kind of the opposite of some of the other discussions we've had in terms of like how she was able to frame you know if I had achieved what I have achieved today back then when I was grafting and doing a full-time job and side hustle and like jobs at the weekend I would have never believed I could be in a place where I bought my own home and published a book and have a successful podcast you know so the opposite of what we've kind of been talking about in terms of, oh, but none of it really matters anyway because you just got to be happy. It's kind of nice to also take stock and be like, I would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I would literally be nonsensical to not celebrate where I have gotten to today, you know, and like acknowledge your achievements while you have them and not just always be looking forward for the next thing. This has been an II Studios production. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know we have a new podcast out? It's called Reclaimed and Rewritten, a hard-hitting deep dive into the Tulsa massacres of 1921. It's available on all podcast streaming platforms now. You can also sign up to become a member at gal-dem.com for access to exclusive discounts with our favourite brands and partners, early access to tickets for Galdem events, an advanced copy of our annual print issue, and so much more. Make sure you're following us on all major social media, at Gaudemzine for the latest independent news and culture. Don't forget, if you loved this episode of Growing Up with Gaudem, be sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We'll catch you on the next episode. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.